podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Leeds That Podcast. We've got a very special one for you today with 10 years approaching January the 3rd. James has delivered and Jermaine Beckford has joined us in the kitchen. Matt and Paul spoke to him. Me and James sat there like two little giggling schoolboys. Very much so. It's a bit weird, isn't it, getting uh, a Leeds player into Matthew's kitchen? He but, certainly found it that way. Yeah, we did. We, when we set out, we didn't really expect this to happen, did we? No. But, I thought we'd end up meeting somewhere that wasn't the kitchen, but it's made it all a bit sweeter. I think we just need to get straight into it. Let's go. Who's kicking off, Paul? I'll kick, kick off. Hi, right. guys. My name's Jermaine Beckford. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thanks very much for coming, Jermaine. Ah. We appreciate you coming to a random kitchen in LS26. It's, uh, do you know what? It's not that random. It is very <laughs> random. I pulled up outside. I wasn't sure if it was here. A very unusual <laughs> Saturday morning for you. Yes, it is. It is. My yeah. um, Saturday mornings are very, very busy usually. Um, but, you know, I thought I'd, uh, I'd mix it up a little bit and uh, knock on a random door. And <laughs> <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming along. Um, we've got a lot of questions for you, but not much time. So we're going to try and rattle through them as quickly as we can. Ready but, when you are. Um, I think we'll just start right at the beginning, really. Where did, when did you first get into football? We None of us know who you supported as a boy. So it'd be good to know sort of how you got into football at the start and which team was your first love? Um, so I got into football as soon as I was born. That was fun. I uh, couldn't walk. I was uh, crawling along. Um, no, uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to take myself and my brother, younger brother Marcel, to um, to the park all the time. He was a Man United fan, and I thought it would be fun to to mix it up and uh, be an Arsenal fan because they were. Um, they That's were a relief at the moment. Yeah. How, how did he take? Come on, I'm not silly. Lad. <laughs> how did your dad take um, that? Uh, not very well. Not very well. But he he sort of had no choice. So what I did, I um. I begged and pleaded and cried and, and kicked off massively for him to get me a, an Arsenal kit. Um, and, you know, my love for football just grew from there. And who do you support now? Still Arsenal or are you a Leeds fan now? I'm a Leeds fan. Do you not see me at Ellen Road every weekend? <laughs> hey, well, there's plenty of people there it. who aren't Leeds fans, though. Come off it. <laughs> Come on. I almost wore my, um, my centenary shirt today as well. Uh, 150 quid one. What do you have to pay for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, gave, they gave you one for free. One, <laughs> James. James on our podcast, he uh, he paid a whole hundred and fifty quid for his. Do you know what? You got a bargain. You got a bargain because there's there's only there weren't many made, were there? That's less than two thousand. Yeah. Oh. Nineteen nineteen. Ma- makes sense. Yeah, one thousand nineteen nineteen. Yeah, I got two. <laughs> so, uh, what was the big attraction in signing for Leeds United? Come on, that's not a serious question. Listen, it's it's Leeds United. It's Leeds United. As soon as you, you look at the, where the club have been, the history, the fan base, the city, there's, there's nothing like it in the world. There's nothing like it. You know, I've, um, I've been fortunate to play for some, some amazing clubs. Um, but Leeds is just, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. The, the, the love you get, the appreciation, the passion, the, the support, the fan base is, is just like a, it's not like a football club it's like a, a family you know and it's like a that's exactly what it is it's, it's like a, a family it's nice to hear that because I think we all feel that but we're not always sure that that's exactly how the players feel as well it's it's difficult it's difficult because some players come from 
um, different backgrounds who, and they, they're not really, and it's no disrespect to them, they're not really interested in um, the history of the club or what the club stands for. They're more interested in their own personal gains and goals. Um, which, you know, listen, everybody's everybody's individual, everybody's got things that they're more interested in than others. I just love the history of, I love learning. And I love learning about teams and histories and and players that have played before me and worn the shirts before me. And I always wanted to try and emulate and, and surpass where the the person who wore the shirt before me had gotten to. And, you know, that's, I think that's what sort of made me a little bit different I guess and what I think what's even more impressive and amazing about that is that you probably joined us in the worst season that I've ever experienced that was my best season <laughs> as a Leeds fan yeah, I, yeah I'm sure it was um I remember your debut against Crystal Palace and just how you, you could tell how enthusiastic you were when you came on the pitch that so, night so listen to this so on the Saturday I was playing for Wildstone um in front of about 50 60 people 50 or 60 people not thousand. Yeah. That's on the Saturday. I moved to Leeds on the Monday. I signed on the Sunday night. I moved there on the Monday, trained for the first time, and then I played against Crystal Palace on the Tuesday evening in front of thirty four and a half thousand wow. people. Mate, yeah. I will be honest with you. That even talking about it now, and I say this, I've said this a number of times before, every time I speak about it, I get the same goosebumps all over my body. Fifty people to thirty four and a half thousand people in a matter of a like three days. I don't think too many people jump that many career ladder steps on the time, do they? It's mental, isn't it? It's a lot of rungs to jump. Yeah. <laughs> was that when Kevin Blackwell called you his rough diamond? Was yeah. That? Yeah. He called it, he called me his rough diamond to you. Like he just called me rough. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit rough himself to be fair. <laughs> I still bumped, I bumped into him not too long ago and, and he's, he's, he never changed. He's amazing like an incredible human being and, and like I'm super thankful and, and grateful for everything he's done for me personally, giving me the opportunity to uh, to represent this amazing football club. It's incredible. He, he gets a bit of stick to Blackwell, but he, was, he played a very important role in settling the ship when we were in a pretty very difficult position. I quite often say that if he hadn't got sacked, then we would have, uh, we probably would have, you know, had a much better season. We probably wouldn't have got relegated to League One, I think. Possibly, possibly. But, there were there were a number of factors that came into it then as well. It's not just the on-field things that that came into play, and that's yeah. the unfortunate thing about football. It's not only what happens on the football pitch nowadays. It's there's there's outside factors that happens boardroom level, and that we we as players and fans and supporters have no say over. You know, we we don't really know what what happens there. So it's um it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but. Again, he he done wonders for myself, um, giving me the opportunity. And um, listen, he got us to the playoff final. Yeah, that's that was. He should have put me in the squad. I'll be honest, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, it was an amazing opportunity. Again, I, that was the the first season, half season that I I joined, um, and I'd had a few um, opportunities off the bench as well. So, um, you know, I would have I would have hoped. I, I like to think that I would have made a difference. Uh, in the final, you know, probably scoring a hat trick. As you know, I've, I've scored hat tricks in finals before. I'm just saying, <laughs> well, just putting it out there. That's true. <laughs> we, need, we needed four, though, Jermaine. Ah, piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were out on loan when we got relegated and got that experience in the league below. So, whilst it was tough for us to take, did that experience of being out on loan actually? Do you think that helped you break into the side when it came to starting life in League One? Um, yeah, it did. It definitely did because. Like, don't get me wrong, it wasn't the best 
um, situation to be thrown into, but it had given me an opportunity to have um, six months, roughly, uh, of playing in League One, uh, which was unfortunately the season, uh, the league that we ended up dropping down into. So I'd had an understanding of the the type of play, the players, the teams, the stadiums, um, and it, it, it kind of benefited me, I think, in the long run. You know, it, I, I sort of knew what we were in for. I knew what to expect. Um, and with no disrespect to, to Scunthorpe or Carlisle, um, it, was a, it was a nice stepping stone to have a nice uh, uh, support base, uh, fan base, that wasn't in the tens of thousands. So the pressure wasn't as much as it was when you go back to Ellen Road, because that's a, that's a whole other kettle of fish. So you went away and obviously you struck up a really good strike partnership with Billy Sharp, who obviously went on to play for Leeds after, after yeah. you'd left. Um, then you come back to Leeds. We start the season in League One on minus 15. Can you remember where you were when you found out about that? Can you remember what the reaction of yeah, the squad was? Yeah, I was on the beach. Was? You? <laughs> what um, did you think? I thought, wow, this doesn't surprise me. This doesn't surprise me because everybody hates Leeds. You know, it's just part and parcel. Everybody does whatever they can do to put Leeds down, you know, but we knew that we were up against it regardless. We knew that we were going to have to play every single game that season as it was a playoff final. So it doesn't matter if we had no, uh, no points deduction or 30 point deduction. We knew we were going to have to go out and win every game um, and try our hardest in every game. So, um, as frustrating as it was to find out that we were going to be starting the season with 15 points less than everybody else, um, it's only five games, you know, and we flew through those five games. So we did. I think we we're off the bottom of the ga- uh, bottom of the season, uh, bottom of the league after six games, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. you know, it it didn't really matter that much. I don't think. Um, I mentioned on a um, podcast we did a couple of weeks ago that the goal that Trezor Candor scored at Tranmere in that first game in League One, probably one of the most important goals that Leeds has ever scored because that set us up to then, you know, race Definitely. up to race up to zero. Definitely. He was fun to play with as well. We were going <laughs> to ask that. What, what was it like uh, playing with Trezor? Mate, he's a lunatic. <laughs> but that's what I loved about him. And that's what everybody loved about him because he was so, like myself and Trez, we were so unpredictable. Nobody, we didn't know what we were going to yeah. do. So how are the defenders going to defend against us? You know, so uh, that was kind of clear. But <laughs> hey, don't make me walk no, out. No, 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 no. Now the unpredictable element made it yeah. like so much fun to watch. Yeah, and it made it so fun to play as well. Um, and we just knew as soon as the ball came up top to myself or Trez, we were going to make something happen. Something was mm. going to happen. We were going to score a goal. We were going to get a shot on target or we we're going to get a corner or a free kick or something was going to happen. Um, and that's, that's sort of what um, uh, Dennis Wise based the team around. You know, it was, um, he made it exciting. He made it fun to play in as well. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun times. It was quite an extraordinary period of time for the club. Um, I'm sure it was for you, but it was for us as fans as well. I remember the Gillingham game where uh, you and Tress both managed to get a red card in the same game. Totally, yeah, totally I don't unfair. Think should have been sent off. No. <laughs> Danny, Danny McDermott, I think, was the was the ref that day. And the um, obviously the following game, so that was the, that was the first time we dropped points that season in that yeah. Gillingham game because we were down to nine men. Yeah. That following game, the um, the Oldham game, <laughs> was one of the worst games of football that we've ever seen. Would you say, Paul? Definitely, it was dire. 
Um, but we don't, rem- don't hold you, back, lad. But, but you weren't playing, mate. <laughs> but, but it's, it's like about my brothers and others. Well, <laughs> that's goes, the question, actually. It goes down in it goes down in Leeds folklore because it was such a bad game. Obviously, we had yeah. Wayne Andrews and um, Mark DeVries up front who'd been brought in to replace you and Trezor at the last minute. It was just such an unusual situation. Yeah. Then. Uh, Ian Westlake pops up with an amazing volley in the in, you know dying minutes of the game. Were you there that night? I was. I was always there. Yeah, always. Um, half partly because I didn't have a choice. <laughs> he said he named uh, Dennis named the the team. Then he named the uh, the substitutes and he named the the two boys that were in the stands. And he said Bex Trez, you're travelling. I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'd not made any plans. It's fine. Um, so yeah, I didn't mind because I love football. I just love football. Any and everything to do with football, I love. I'll be at every single football game uh, if I could, if my missus would let me, which she 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 sort of doesn't. She won't. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, lads. <laughs> um, but no, it, it was. Um, I love going to football matches. Uh, matches. I love watching games. And um, there was a part of me that was glad that we had no choice in in going to the game, mm. uh, going to the games that we missed. So um, yeah. Well, it was important at that point for the togetherness of the squad anyway, I suppose, that I, I know you guys were doing the uh, huddle before every game at that point. Yep. It, it felt like everybody was behind this goal of get to zero and then get ourselves out of the mess that you know we could have been in if, it had, if we'd have had a different start to the season. Definitely. Um, look, if we, if we hadn't had the 15-point deduction, we would have been, I think we would have finished second or third. I'm not sure which one. Second. Second, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Done your research, I like that. <laughs> I knew the answer, I was just checking. Um, but I- imagine that, you know. Imagine we'd been given the de- uh, point deduction and in that exact same season, uh, imagine we hadn't had the, the point deduction and that same season we got relegated and then promoted the following season. That would have been phenomenal. Um, and we were so close. We're so close, so close. Um, and I've always hated the playoffs since. When you gave the... What shirt am I wearing, bruv, interview? Uh, did you did you think at the time that that had ended up being so legendary? Was it something you'd thought of before? Yeah, it was all pre-planned. Yeah? No, don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all off the cuff. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I think I'd been linked with Newcastle yeah. and somebody else. I can't remember who else it was. Um, and I'd spoken to Dennis Wise not too long beforehand, and he said to me, look, you're going to get a contract offer. We don't want you to leave. Um, so if anybody asks you any questions about, you know, this club or that club, just say, look, I'm happy where I'm at. Um, and just be very diplomatic uh, with your answer. Yeah. <laughs> and you were diplomatic. It got headlines though, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I got a little bit of cash off the back of it for those t-shirt sales. It was Dennis who ended up going to Newcastle. Yeah. So in terms of yeah. managers that you played for, who, who's been the most influential when you look back? Um, initially, it was Dennis. It was Dennis and Gus because they, they were the first managers to give me the freedom um, to express myself and play the kind of football that I wanted to play with no restrictions. Um, and I know they're not everybody's cup of tea. I know this. But for myself personally, on a personal level, I think I think they were brilliant. I think they were brilliant. Um and then moving on from them, it was uh, it was have to be Simon Grayson. I, I love that guy. He's he's phenomenal. Simon, uh, Glyn Snodin, uh, and Dusty Miller as well. Ian Miller, D- 
those three were and they were an absolute dream to play with and that's why I've I've moved to a couple of clubs with them you know just because we got such a great um chemistry throughout the period that you were with us you you talked a little bit before about how you always hated the playoffs we will come on to the Bristol Rovers game yeah. shortly but the um the two seasons before that we were so close so close could have gone up at Wembley yeah probably should have got past Millwall Donny to get won to the, the final Millwall yeah, I don't like talking about it. <laughs> Anybody else but Millwall. You know, it's... What, what are your memories of those games? Though? Painful. Yeah. Please don't bring them up. <laughs> We've got plenty of questions. We can move on. Yeah. Yeah, we, can, we can move on. Yeah, painful. painful. They were painful for us as well. Like, we, we had a couple of players um, going into the Doncaster game, myself included, uh, that were carrying injuries. Um, and I know it's no excuse, you know, but it's... Um, it's one of those things that, that tends to happen. You play football, you're never 100% fit. Anybody that says, any football player that says they're 100% fit is, is lying. You never go into any game 100%. You're 85, 90% fit maximum. You know, on a, and that's, that's coming back from pre-season. Uh, shall we move on to Bristol then? Do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Go on, what, what, what year are we talking about here? What year are we talking uh, about look here? At the, look well, at the confusion in your face. It's, it's, it's no, this isn't confusion. We've, we've got quite a, we've got quite a lot that we want to talk about. Two thousand and ten. Yep. Um, January third. Should we start with January third and then go into Bristol? Yeah, go on then. Right, January third. Remember we, the day. That's actually what it says. <laughs> <laughs> we've met you before. Yep. We've met you before on January the third, two thousand and ten. We met you in a curry house in Calverley. Yeah. In a, Appley Bridge. Yeah. yeah, we didn't yeah, know yeah. if you have any recollection because we were sort of sat on the table next to you. And for us, that's our, like the, the game, everything was amazing. <laughs> but then it's capped off. There's oh, a look picture at his of us. Picture. Look, yeah. at look, how long you, look how young you look. <laughs> that's never you, ago. that's your son. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. So that Incredible. makes the... That the, made the day for us. That made the day for us. That's the whole thing. It's the story. It's uh, That's incredible. I, so, love, I, I love seeing that. I love so, seeing things like that and hearing things like that. It's um, I don't know. It's 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 crazy, isn't it? You, it's crazy. You got to you got to think how r- ridiculous that was for us that we we travelled to Old Trafford, <laughs> saw you score the winning goal against Manchester United, which is something that never happened in our lifetime. We'd never beaten them at Old Old Trafford in the time that we'd been alive up until that point. Travel home, decide we're going to go for a celebratory curry, and who's sat there at in the Kiplins? Bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiplins. Who's I know Rafi owner. Really? That's what, yeah, that's why I was there. amazing curry. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, that's why I bought a house not too long, not too far away, <laughs> walking distance. <laughs> uh, we were just, you know, you signed our match tickets for us, which we're uh, really grateful for. But it was just pleasure. It was just such a. Imagine if I didn't. How awkward would this be? Well, that's true. <laughs> well, we probably wouldn't. We wouldn't have invited you on. Jimmy, <laughs> nah, forget about him. He's, he's evil. He's a horrible he'll, man. He'll just say no. Um, but no, you did. You were very, very kind to us, and obviously, you had the photograph with us. And um, as we said, we made that made the day, but. Going back to the earlier part of the day, and I know you've talked about this, but this this will be something that you won't mind talking about. I'm sure. What <laughs> what on earth was it like to score away from home at Old Trafford in front of nine thousand Leeds fans? It was phenomenal. As I mentioned, uh, as a as a kid, my dad was a United fan, and Manchester at, United. He was at the wrong United, <laughs> and he was at um, Old Trafford, and he had been. I've been speaking to him obviously in the lead up to it, and he's saying. Look, don't worry. You're going to be great. You know, whatever happens, you'll be fine. Look, just you'll get over it. I'll patronize it. <laughs> He's taking the absolute mick out of me. And I was thinking, all right, don't you worry. Don't worry. I've got something for you guys. Don't worry. And then, um, you know, Johnny Harson put a, a, 
fantastic pass over to me and I took an amazing first touch and all right, maybe not amazing, but listen, everything happens for a reason. If <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't that, if it wasn't as a uh, suspect as it was, <laughs> history might not be what it See, is. I don't want you to think this sounds creepy, which makes it sound creepy. But when we were sat <laughs> at the curry house and you were on, so you were on the table next to us, so I couldn't not notice this. It appeared to me that you were using the salt and pepper pots to show the person you were with how the ball had come over and how you're doing. hundred percent. Yes. I'm delighted. That's My true. Mrs. Didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm showing her. Yeah. Uh, I'm the pepper. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Oh. Um, yeah. I, I love football. Like I yeah. said to you. So I, I, after every game, I always go home and, and mess around and show my missus or the kids or whoever's at my house that's willing to listen. Um, what happened? You know, how I scored that day. Brilliant. Uh, and it just so happened that it was my missus that day. And, um, yeah, it was great fun for me. Not so much for her. She was bored. Do you ever look back? Uh, do you go on the, the YouTube clips and look back at any of your old goals? No. <laughs> how, no. Often, <laughs> how often do you not go on YouTube to look at your goals? I don't do it every day. Right. No. Most. Good. Only because my kids want to see. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? And my little boy loves football. <laughs> he loves football. I've got him his first Legion United shirt as well. And he, um, he's only five and a half. Um, so after, after what you did to your dad, he should really have uh, gone off to support Huddersfield or something. Right? Nah, do me a favour. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, he he loves it. He wants to play for every team that I've played for, um, and he supports every team that I've played for as well. So, um, you know, I, I'm starting at the beginning, and you know, hopefully, he doesn't deviate away from that because I won't be buying any other shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> do you think um, if you'd stayed? we could have won back-to-back promotions. Yes. Yes, I do. Any, any regrets over yes, leaving? many. But I'm also a believer of everything that happens for a reason. Um, you know, I've, I've gone on to have a, a couple of beautiful kids, um, married, happy, um, and everything's just going fantastically well for me. Um, if I'd stayed, in terms of the football side of things, it would have been amazing, don't get me wrong, because Leeds United's my home. Um, but there's no guarantee that everything off the field would have been exactly the same as it is. Um, so, you know, um, I would have loved to have continued playing uh, for Leeds. I would have loved to have finished my, my career at Leeds. Um, and I've made no, uh, no secret of that uh, from the first week that I signed at, um, at Four Parch. You know, it's, it's somewhere that I've always wanted to, to return to. Um, but unfortunately, it wasn't to be. I pushed. I pushed very hard, um, but it just wasn't meant to be. Um, so I'm back on a um, on a corporate level, which is great. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So the the club, you would would you say they didn't try to keep you as hard as they could have done in, at the end of 2010? You, my friend, are trying to set me up. <laughs> nah, I am not. I've just told you I've got a job at Leeds United. <laughs> I'm trying to take it away from surely me. They've all, surely they've all moved on now. No, not all okay, of them. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. the ones that count. Let's right. talk about the Bristol yeah, game. Let's yeah, let's go to the Bristol game, <laughs> please. <laughs> so that, that day away at Old Trafford, fast forward six months, um, and you've suddenly got the um, uh, another amazing day. I don't think there'll be many players who had two moments that special in such a short I can't believe you're... Like just just calling it two. It was a whole season. Well, that's yeah. true. That's true. But for minus you per- five games, but, roughly. <laughs> <laughs> but for you personally, I imagine if there's two goals that you don't watch back on YouTube every day, <laughs> yeah. those would be the two. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Talk a bit about that game, the Bristol game. Um, well, it was it was great fun because it was uh, it was my first game starting as captain. 
um, leading the boys out of Ellen Road. And that was a, a phenomenal um, moment for myself. You know, that meant so, so much to me because um, I knew exactly what it meant to be a Leeds United captain, a leader, because I'd watched. And matter of fact, um, it was a couple of weeks prior to that game. We were sitting in the change rooms. I can't remember who we were playing against. And Lucas Radaby came in the change room. And this guy is the ultimate legend, you know. And he sat down next to me and he looked at me. He didn't say anything. He sat down next to me, looked at me and went, you're going to do it. And he just disappeared. I have no idea what he meant. <laughs> no idea what he meant. So, <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. But then he must have had the heads up from uh, Simon and, and his coaching team um, to say, look, Bex is going to leave at the end of the season, um, but I'm going to give him the armband. And then I saw him after the, um, the Bristol game and he, he said to me, um, I told you. I was like, is that what you meant? Yeah. Mate, you, you need to elaborate a little <laughs> bit more, please. <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, just from that moment, like I said to you uh, earlier on in the podcast, I do my research. I've done my research on past captains, past um, number nines, etc. And I just saw what he meant to Leeds United and I saw what the captain's armband meant to him. So for me to get it on my final game uh, was unbelievable. It was emotional um, and it was something that I, I will always cherish, you know, and um, Max Grade will try his hardest to, yeah. to kind of ruin my day. Yeah, it, made, <laughs> it meant that you were responsible for manhandling him off the field, which he yeah. did very well, to be fair. I'm lucky he weighs as much as a small <laughs> child. <laughs> I just picked him up and said, Max, look, enough's enough. Come on. We've got a job to do here. And this is a, this is a big deal. You know, we need, to, we, need, we need to win this game. If we win this game, we're, we're up. You know, there's no two ways around it. Um, and, you know, I was trying to tell him, look, it doesn't matter that you've been sent off, but don't make it worse because you're, you're going to miss the first three games. Don't miss the, the first five, six, seven games of next season because that, that will be even more painful than what it is now. Um, and he was, Max has always been a, a highly, highly emotional character. He's a lovely, lovely guy as well. So genuine. Um, and, you know, he, he was ridiculously apologetic uh, in the changing rooms to everybody at halftime and after the game. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it was brilliant up until the point we got a man sent off and then went a goal down. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> that, was, that was scary times. Everyone believed that it was possible to turn it around. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. We went into every game that season. We've matter of fact, um, since we had been relegated into league one, we went into every game expecting to win every game. Nobody could beat us. You know, that was our mindset going into it all. And it's not, it's not a matter of ego, it's, it's confidence. You know, we knew that if all of our players, all 11 players on the pitch and then the three substitutes that came on at the time, if we all performed to, our, the, to our, the, the best of our abilities, there's no way that anybody else can, can beat us. There's no way. So we had the exact same mindset, even when we went down to 10 men. Not so much when we went down to nine. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping forward to now, do you see any of that mindset in the current team that you're commentating definitely. on for LUTV? Definitely, definitely. They are super exciting to watch. They are relentless. Um, off, uh, they're relentless on the ball and off the ball. They put so much pressure on on the opposition. 
I want to see more goals. That's my yeah. only my only thing. I'm a I'm a striker. And for me, it doesn't matter if you concede. I'd rather not concede, don't get mm. me wrong. But I want to score goals. I want to see goals. And we've got the players to do that. It's just a matter of building the confidence. You know, that's for me, that's that's a big part of it. I was going to ask you about the clubs that you went to after you left Elland Road. Um, did that give you a bit more of a perspective on Leeds? Because obviously Leeds was the first big professional club that you went to. Then you could then compare it against Everton and yeah. Preston and Bury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm honest, there's there's nobody as fanatical as the Leeds United fans. And as, ama- as amazing as all the other clubs are that I've played for, because they have all been amazing uh, in their own ways, uh, in terms of the history, in terms of the players that they've had at the time, in terms of uh, what they've achieved, um, you know, who would have thought Leicester would have won the Premier League as, in in the manner w- in which they did? You know, mm. I think they still had a few games to go before they um, yeah. before the season had finished. That's incredible. Nobody yeah. does that. Nobody expects anybody to do that except the the traditional top four. You know, and um, I've been fortunate enough to to work with the same guys that managed to do that. Um, but there's nothing quite like Leeds, and it's. I don't really know how to explain it or elaborate on it. it it's just it's just in a league of its own. Yeah, we, we feel that, but it's it's good to hear it from somebody who's sort of come to it new and kind of had that realisation, yeah. you know, playing for the club and wearing the shirt. Yeah, and I, I you know, I, I would love to pop it on again. Like I said to you lot earlier, I, I was going to put it on today. We need a, le- <laughs> we need a legends game. We do need Get Jermaine back down. And- I'd have to be a coach, my knees and bits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll um, be shouting at everybody. Nothing, nothing new there though. <laughs> in, in that period after you left the club, one goal that I wanted to ask you about was uh, a goal that you scored in an Everton shirt against Chelsea, who are a team that we hate. Uh, which, which one? Because there was one at home and one away. The, the one in where the you ran season. the entire length of the field. Oh, that one. Oh, that <laughs> <laughs> And um, Chelsea are a club that we hate as much as Manchester United, really. What, what's the best goal that you scored in your career, whether it was at Leeds or not? <sighs> See, this is, this is a, a very, very difficult uh, question because, like... I've scored amazing goals in terms of the the technique. So, for example, I scored that that goal against Chelsea. Um, I scored for Preston uh, from the halfway line in terms of the technique, etc. Um, but I've also scored really important goals to win playoffs, to win promotion, um, to win FA Cup third round games. FA Cup third round games. <laughs> Mate, listen, how long have you got? I'm, um, I'm <laughs> running. How long have you got? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's, it's such a difficult question. I've scored more than one. Um, for me, it, it, it's in, in order of importance um, because anybody could have a, a, a good game where everything just seems to go for them, to go well for them. Was um, one of those games Chester City in the, uh, what, the, the League trick. Cup? Yeah, yeah definitely. Did you see the chip at the, the last the Yeah, last I was goal? there. I was, was there, lovely, wasn't I was it? there that game. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, and Andy on our podcast um, thinks that's probably the best uh, the best game that you had for us and we were he, he wanted us to ask you about it possibly I was up against Paul Butler as well <laughs> and he's, he was one of my pals um, obviously from his time at Leeds um, and I don't think he played after again after that for Chester which is a shame <laughs> and if, if that if that was the reason why Paul if you're listening mate I'm sorry but <laughs> you know what I mean um, but it was yeah quite possibly I had I had so many amazing moments and, and I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed every single, uh, every single second wearing a shirt. I know I've not answered the question. 
but that's it. <laughs> no, we, we, we enjoyed every single second as well. Oh, pleasure. Should we do some quick fire questions? Yeah, go for it. Hit me. But not physically hit me, <laughs> but... Um, right. <laughs> Grayson or McAllister? Grayson. Becky or Candle? Oh, Bex. Grayson or Wise? Oh. Grayson. <laughs> RAC or LUFC? Oh, that's a close one. Come on. <laughs> LUFC all day long. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I be honest? I've not actually handed in my notice for RAC, so really? technically I think I'm still employed. <laughs> Are you still being paid? <laughs> no. Good, good. <laughs> um, Bristol or Old Trafford? Old Trafford. Bamford already. Oh, wow. See, for me, after the Chef Wednesday game, it's got to be Eddie. Best ground you've played at other than Elland Road? Thorpe Arch. <laughs> That's a brilliant <laughs> answer. Uh, best mate from Leeds? Ooh, uh, Luciano. And There's what, a few, though. And what are you up to now? What's going on? I own a vegan wellness company called uh, Supernova Living. Um, I will leave you... What I'll do, I'll drop you an email and we will put out a discount code and I'll let you put it out on the next one. If really? you don't mind, I'll oh. let you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> very kind of you. If you don't mind. <laughs> very cheeky. Go on, we have a uh, prize draw going on at leads.com where we've, um, with the various people that we've uh, interviewed, we've asked them cheekily if they don't mind putting something into the bundle that'll be one at the end. We wondered if you... Uh, <laughs> We that's, wondered, that's not my alarm saying wrap it up, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is the very last bit. Yeah. We wondered uh, at all if you'd be able to provide something to put in the pot. I'll get a, I'll get a lead shirt and I'll sign it for you. That'd be absolutely yeah. immense. That Super. would be brilliant. We do have, sorry, we do have one last question. Oh my One God. very last question. You sound like my missus. Just one last yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> 20, <laughs> 20 questions later. We're so sorry. But with the, we've asked everybody this question, so we need to ask you as well. Yeah. You might have answered it halfway through, actually. We're, our podcast is called Leads That, which is obviously the moment where um, everything's going great and then something horrendous comes and stops us in our tracks. The Leads That moment. What's the biggest Leads That moment in your Leeds United life? Tearing a hamstring when I was on fire. Um, it kind of put me on the back burner a little bit. Um, and then I picked up one or two niggling injuries. Uh, I think that was the, the season where we were going to where we were deducted 15 points. Um, I think if, if it's going to sound massive, like massive time, I'm not big time. Um, I think if I didn't pick up that injury or those injuries when I did, I think we could have possibly um, gotten promoted first time round. Which makes it a massive lead to that moment for both you and for us as well. Well, thank you so much, Jermaine, for coming along. It's and my pleasure. Talking That's to us. We really appreciate it. In a random kitchen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it's our studio, it's not a <laughs> studio, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's lovely. <laughs> well, that was surreal, wasn't it? Very. How was it for you boys talking to, uh, interviewing the man? Great. A bit weird, though. It's like, he's, I've seen him play, I've, I tried to calculate, I think I missed six of the goals that he scored. Do we know how many he scored in total? It's debatable, somewhere in the 70s. Anyway, for three years, like... Mild. It shouldn't be debatable. I mean, it's reported differently in different locations. Yeah. I think for three years, our life was basically watching Jermaine Beckford score goals in a lead shirt. So then having him in the kitchen um, talking to us about that time was both excellent and slightly surreal. I think it was a really special time because, I th- not because of this, but 
I think a lot of Leeds fans may have missed it if they weren't part of that journey. And if you didn't, for quite decent reasons, see that era of football when we were in League One, when the general quality of the football was dire, if you get a chance to look back on YouTube, like Jermaine does every day, and have, <laughs> and have a look at his goals in the Leeds shirt, there were so, some humble, well, class, top class goals. Sublime. Yeah, they're sublime. He was essentially a Premier League player playing in League One, wasn't he? We were really lucky to have him and talking to him, we got, I'd never had this perception before fully until he speaks to the man, but you realise that he felt lucky to have us as a club, not us personally, but. I think he liked me. No. (laughs) One thing about Jermaine Beckford is that he's in the dream scene. Uh, He was back for the centenary season and you see a bit of debate online about whether he's actually a Leeds legend because he played for the club when we were at our lowest ever point. He is. He definitely is. He definitely is. Do you know what else he is as well? He's, he's, he's touched on it there. Some people might be dubious and say it's just for our ears. He is 100% a Leeds United fan now. Yeah. He has got the bug. He, I believe that fully. But what I'm saying is I think it's easy for a player to come to Leeds United when we're doing well and become a legend because the pressure... You know, it's there, but it's not there to the same level. There's a handful of players that dragged us out of League, League One and he's one of them, isn't he? And that's yeah. why he's a legend because you, you'll look back at our history and you'll be like, we would never have got out if we didn't have Jermaine Bedford. We owe him so much. We could we could easily have dropped into League Two, never mind League One without him. And I'll tell you what, a bloody gentleman to boot. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Not many ex-pros would rock up at a random kitchen and come and uh, chat to us. Well, I think that that's a brilliant... Brilliant interview, guys. Thank you for doing that. I can't believe he's putting a signed Jermaine Beckford shirt into the pot. And we're also going to start tweeting out the discount code for his vegan products. Yeah, Supernova Living. Look forward to that. It's the least we can do. That concludes another Leads That interview. Um, if you want to sign up for our prize draw, visit leadsthat.com for more information. Why wouldn't you want to sign up for that prize draw? It's mega. There is some very, very exciting things going in the pot. Um, so keep your eyes on our Twitter and leadsthat.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.